0: Welcome to DCT Presents Twin Peaks Part 14. The date is the 15th of August 2017 and my name is John.
1: My name's Nick.
0: Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. Another week.
1: (laughs) Another week, another show.
0: Yeah, we've got another three Three left
1: we fourteen, yeah. and the last one's a 2 parter isn't it? Two
0: parts. Got three weeks left of this. Two weeks of games, Game of Thrones left. Oh, yeah. So it's all coming to a peak now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much so. Yeah. Uh, just a disclaimer for the start of the episode. I usually make notes for the for the episode and what have you. I've left mm-hmm. mine at work today, so <laughs> going to be a bit more of a loosey goosey episode. This one, a bit more rough around the edges. But <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, it, it's it's it's. I'm not going to say nothing happened, not a lot happened because I think like more happened in this episode than it's happened in a long yeah. time. But like it, it's like condensed into just a few scenes, isn't it? Really? So,
0: can we jump into this at the start? Actually, uh, we were talking in work. This episode has basically four extended scenes, that's all it is. It's just what boom, 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 yeah, boom, episode's done. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I might, I might be wrong, but no other Twin Peaks episode of this series, I think, has been that streamlined. Not at all. They're no. always jumping all over the place. They go from Vegas to Buckhorn, back to Vegas to Twin Peaks, back to Vegas, all over the place. Mm. This was four unique locations, one after the other. No repeating of location or anything like that. Uh, what, do you, what would you prefer, do you think, ideally? Would you rather have an episode like this one? Or... Lynch is a lot more freeform. form usually. It's usually the kind of stuff we've seen yeah. in the past where it's all over the place. At the time, I, I, I mean, I, I love all the episodes, but I was thinking, like, yep, yeah, typical Lynch, is all over the place. But after watching this one, Maybe it's just because the show's coming to a, a culmination now, I'm thinking, yeah. I, I actually prefer it like this, to be no, honest I,
1: with you. I, I do. Like, I f- it felt like a lot easier to watch. Like, yeah. I, w- I weren't trying to, f- like, all oh, right, so, I mean, I'm book on now, but, right, what's going on? It? I'd let like, you know I'm all over the place normally. Yeah. like, all oh, right, so I'm back here, but wait, what? Um, But, yeah, I think I prefer it this way. But, like, I still love all the other episodes.
0: I feel this episode, as a result of one, I think it was episode 12, maybe, where I wasn't totally happy with it, where it was jumping all over the place and nothing much seemed to happen. And it felt like it got a lot of the... And we mentioned about how it happened out of time sequence, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It felt as if like it got that episode out of the way, so we could have an episode like this. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, okay. Otherwise, a lot of that would crowd into this episode and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. uh put it out there straight away. No, I did. Like, uh, I don't, I
1: don't want to give my hand up. I mean, yeah, show sure you too, too too soon. <laughs> but like, I think it possibly is my favorite of the season.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: But I'll I'll, I'll give him a rating at the end of the we'll show. We'll get
0: back to that definitely. Okay, so we'll jump straight into it. Again, apologies, my notes have gone AWOL Doing this completely off the top of our heads, so <laughs> any complaints? So you can tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll, we'll we'll jump straight into it if you're okay with that. Yeah, we'll I mean. pick up with if memory serves, Gordon Cole phoning the Twin Peaks police station. I love this scene. Yeah, like, great scene.
1: like it's just a bit into the phone call, um, but like it, I I was laughing for like the good first five minutes of this episode. Yeah, and then I mean if, if you want to go into it, yeah, like, so
0: let's um, go through it. The uh, Gordon gives gives a call to the station. And Lucy, the fake receptionist at the front, answers. <laughs> they have a bit of a banal conversation. He's like, Lucy, is that still you? Are you still there after all this time? <laughs> and she goes on to explain, yeah, I'm still here. Uh, we went on vacation to Bora Bora. Well,
1: well, She's she like, he says, oh, after all this time, you're still here. And, well, I've not been here the whole time. I've <laughs> uh, been on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> been on holiday for, um, to Bora Bora for one, this one year. <laughs>
0: yeah, and once you mention is Bora Bora, Gordon is just like, no reaction. <laughs> well,
1: it goes back to, like, you said it on previous episodes, where, like, he just kind of, he hangs on to, like, a joke for just yeah. a second, to, like, and, and he was just like, he completely say nothing for a good minute or something. And I, I was laughing my head off the whole time. I, mm. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant.
0: Like you mentioned there, he also, he does awkward silence really well, Lynch. And it's just one of those awkward yeah, yeah. pauses where, who's going to talk first? <laughs> just Gordon has no idea what to say. And yeah, eventually, yeah. I think, I don't know who actually breaks the uh, the silence, but somebody, either remember. she puts him through to Frank Truman or, or he asks, is Sheriff Truman there? Something like that.
1: Oh, actually, I think...
0: I think it might be that, yeah, actually. And uh, she puts them through to Sheriff Truman. He's confused at first, because he's like, you know, uh, Harry, is that you? It's like, no, no, it's Frank. (laughs) Sheriff Frank Truman. And he explains to him that uh, Harry's ill. Uh, For me, there's there's far too many mentions of Harry from not to be in this this show.
1: I really want him to come
0: in, though. Yeah, I I think something's going to come with him at the end.
1: I hope so, I do hope.
0: Yeah, and we'll get back to Bowie again later, but... Absolutely got the theory that Bowie's gotta pop up at some point.
1: <laughs> I mean like I think we've disc I don't know if we've discussed it on the show, but we've discussed it outside of the show, I'm pretty sure. That uh, he died around the same time as the log lady, didn't he? Yeah, twenty fifteen I think um, it was. And she's had an appearance, so who knows? Bowie might have done like a few quick scenes like she did.
0: Yeah. And he was working right till the end as well. He did an album, right before he died, released an album. Mm. So, you know, he, so maybe, he wasn't kind of, like, you know, like...
1: Depends, it depends how, like, high up on his priorities Twin Peaks was. I don't, I don't know how how fond of the job he was or anything.
0: I feel like, I mean, we're going to get to it in a minute, but I feel like if Lynch calls, 90% of the people he would call would answer, kind of thing. Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? I think yeah, no, uh, really. people are that impressed by him, kind of thing, that like they would come oh. running, kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute, but... The point of the conversation is Frank Truman tells him that they found the pa- the pages of Laura Palmer's diary yeah, in the yeah. toilet door. For some reason, like, I need to go back and watch the old series. And I, I, did somebody put them in that toilet door? Was it? Right. I don't. Th- I
1: don't think you ever see it uh, um, actually being done, but you do see L- L- Leland, um, Leland Leland Leyland?
0: Either, either or, I think Leland oh, okay. Leland. L-
1: Leland, yeah. uh, Leland uh, like he 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 was sneaking around the police station a lot, and like he was just coming in like not particularly sneaking, but he was hanging around there yeah. a lot. Like, uh, and it it could easily be explained that it was any of the times that he was around there. Right. Yeah. Because he he was just there all the time, randomly.
0: On a side note, I think when I finished watching this, I think I will go back and uh and watch series one and two again.
1: I mean, as you know, um, I I only finished watching the original series, like yeah. maybe a week before we started this show. And I, even now, I want to go back and watch it again. It, mm. I, I'm proper impressed with Lynch myself. Yeah, what he's
0: honest. done this done series. Just, just another side note, actually. On our movie podcast that we did for Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, I, I made a lot of predictions on that on that show yeah. about electricity being travelled through and stuff like that. And a lot of them kind of have paid off now yeah, at, yeah. in the show. That's so I'd love to go back and... Anybody, go and listen to that podcast and let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Love to go back and watch the whole thing again and, and watch it again now, knowing how it's ended up. But uh, yeah, the whole point of the conversation is Frank Truman tells uh, Gordon Cole that the, the fan page is detailing that there were two Coopers. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon Cole's like, ah, interesting, you know, cheers, Frank, whatever. Gets rid of him. In the meantime, Albert is talking to Tammy about how Blue Rose came about And this is involving a woman back in the seventies, I believe.
1: Just just on this scene, like it might just be nothing, but the way the way Tammy was sitting, it was. I'm guessing Lynch has like set her up perfectly to look like the way she was, because like like her posture. Oh yeah, like she she has like a very, uh, I want to say sexy. Yeah, that's no, definitely
0: the right word. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: yeah. like, I, like I've I've obviously seen him throughout the season, but on that that this particular scene, I was sat there going, "Wow, jeez." Yeah, yeah really
0: I think intense. she's an amazing Christabel. Yeah, I think Lynch feels the same way. To be honest with you, I think she's in her early thirties, maybe, and he's seventy-one. But they've been doing a lot of hanging around together. Yeah. Apparently, they do, do a lot of music recording together. She's a, she's a musician. Ah, right. And he he makes music, which is amazing. By the way, If you ever get a chance to check out some of his music. I mean, I can't uh, guarantee you'll like it, but it's amazing. <laughs>
1: him singing, or? uh, yeah. All right, okay, I'm interested yeah.
0: actually. Well, uh, I'll, I'll have a look after the pod. Actually, and trying and find some uh, examples. It's, it, I can't even it's, words can't do it justice. How, how mad it is. <laughs> so uh, they've worked together before with stuff like that, but I think he's kind of head over heels for like uh, for Christabel kind of thing. Yeah. and that's why he put him in in the show as well. Uh. But yeah, I, 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 she's not done a, a great deal in the show. Looking back, to be honest with you, but
1: I mean, thinking back, he's just put her in like really nice positions, making like yeah, like much. like showing off the full shape of her body. Yeah, and and in, like I saying when I was watching that episode, that's that, that episode. I was uh, I was imagining that David Limp's like yeah, yeah, sit 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 like that. Something yeah, like, definitely. Like just put your chest out a bit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think as well with with David Lynch, it's no coincidence he's playing Gordon Cole and the fact that he's always had a problem with the younger women. It's basically it's just Lynch. It's you know, him, like, yeah. He's just working out his own issues through like his, his TVs and uh, TV shows and stuff. Yeah, like Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, and during this conversation, Albert is telling her about Lois Duffy, yeah, yeah. who was the start of the Blue Rose, uh, like case files yeah, kind yeah. of thing, and uh, they explain that. I'm not sure if he was involved, but like Cooper and Philip Jefferson, or, or was it Philip Jefferson and Gordon Cole? Sorry. Yeah, they, they arrived were, at a the scene. They were
1: the, the two
0: officers. Two uh, officers attending, like, yeah. And there were two lowest offers in the room. One of them lay on the floor saying, I feel like the blue rose, I think it was. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And she disappeared after him a gunshot. And the other one was just lying in the corner screaming. And it goes back again to this duplicity thing two people. The two Coopers, yeah, yeah. it's all all going to kind of tie back, I think, at the end. Uh, how the Laura Palmer thing ties in with that, I don't know yet. I'm sure there'll be something to yeah, yeah. confirm before we finish. But uh, yeah, he, he explains that. Gordon then enters the room, just shouts, Coffee time! For, for no reason. <laughs> Uh,
1: doesn't he have his thumb up, thumb up as well like coffee time. Yeah, time I think I was laughing at this as well like like us say for the first five minutes of this show I was in stitches
0: well I was laughing at this bit when he, he walks in and there's a guy cleaning the window in a really manic fashion like rawr, 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 just waving his arm around and Gordon just squinted at the window going ah, <laughs> trying to adjust I mean, his
1: arm I, I, I was sat there going like who the hell cleans a window like that, like that?
0: just one bitch going <laughs> just waving his arm around
1: yeah, it's like yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it, Gordon can't deal with it. His hearing aid is like on Max. He's just like, ah, just twiddling it, trying to adjust it. Just really weird. <laughs> no, it was really weird, but... Yeah, and uh, we go from there, I think. The next point is really, I'm not sure if Diane is with them at this point, but he tells them about a dream he's had.
1: Yeah, I think she comes in after the... I, thi- the- I
0: think it's the Blue Rose thing that reminds him. It's like, it's like the dream I had a couple of nights ago. Where, again, going back to if Lynch calls, people answer kind of thing. Monica Bellucci, just randomly her, <laughs> yeah, yeah. turns up, famous Italian actress, uh, just turns up for a five minute cameo, like in Twin Peaks. Uh, and we get this really weird black and white scene of David Lynch talking to Monica Bellucci and her friends over coffee in Paris.
1: <laughs> yeah, Carl. McLachlan was like in the scene, it? but like you couldn't see the top of his head,
0: yeah, that's right. Actually, he, he, he said,
1: like Cooper was there, but I couldn't see his face,
0: see his face, yeah. Uh, and having coffee, and Monica Bellucci, you know, throws out some stuff about do you remember she was sat that? there
1: with two friends? I think he said that they were polite, I, I don't mm. know what the point of them being, was. Yeah. but basically, she said, like. Um, something about um a dreamer, and it it felt like uh, a very, like reminiscent of, you know, um, Willy Wonka, um, Gene Wilder's, um, Willy Wonka, Mm. like we are the dreamers, (laughs) the dream, and it 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 sounded very much like that because like we, it's it's almost like we are the dreamer, or something, and it's like like that, and who is dreaming the dream dream, though, something like that. I I, I I should have written it down to be honest, but like it was something like that.
0: I mean, I doubt this is really an influence. It might, it might be, but it all felt like Inception to me. This Do you remember an Inception when they go to Paris?
1: Oh god, yeah. And
0: sat down at a little coffee shop and like the within a dream kind of thing. Yeah, and just yeah. all the talk about dreams, being in Paris at a coffee shop, just felt very Inception-y to me. Well, that makes sense. Actually. Whether Lynch watches any Nolan stuff, I don't know, but you never know. Uh And the whole point of this scene is that. Monica Bellucci uh, gestures behind him. Gordon Cole turns around and sees himself a lot younger. It's all black and white still. And we come to realize, excuse me, that this is 25 years earlier in the Philadelphia office they worked at. It's basically just the scene from Firewalk was (laughs)
1: made. It was just that scene, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I am I'm sure I called this out on the uh, the pod as well that we did. Uh it's the scene where David Bowie comes in and uh Gordon Cole shouting in the background, Gentlemen, meet Philip Jeffries the man I've told you about. And he walks in and just points at Cooper and says, He's not the man you think he is. Do you know do you know who you think you think he is? Implying because again, the time thing, we mentioned this on the pod. Ta- you know, be, time being out of being out of being out of, being out of order. Yeah. He's arrived there. That's the real Coop, but he thinks it's the fake Coop. Because he's because come he's, back from the He's future. come back from like a different future timeline or something. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're literally uh, making sense of this on the show. <laughs> yeah. Wait.
1: Oh. I remember well, talking about this that...
0: actually on the movie pod we did when we were saying time kind of doesn't matter to Lynch. And we've been talking about it all over the series. And again, you know.
1: We're kind of going to have to have um, David Bowie back, aren't we?
0: I could so, even, we, even if it's a CGI Bowie or something.
1: We, I mean, we like I was saying before, like he might have done some scenes before he died, but no, we need a 25 year old, uh, yeah. younger um, version.
0: Call it, maybe just put him in a bubble, like uh, Bob or something. <laughs> maybe, yeah. A Bowie bubble, yeah. <laughs> something like that. But basically, he's just remembering that scene and he ends it by saying, like, oh, very interesting, you know. So he's onto the thing of the two Coopers now. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, sorry, that, this is where Diane comes in. I think they invite her in. Don't I Ian? think she's actually in at this point. To be honest, I think I think I've skipped over this bit, because really? uh, I'm pretty sure it ends after he, he completes the Philadelphia bit. But Diane comes in, and the only point of this bit is that she tells them. They mention that they found a ring saying uh, from, with a with the name Janie e. Jones on it. Are they talking about Major Briggs? Aren't they
1: <laughs> saying? Oh, apparently he died 25 years ago in a factory fire. Yeah. It Turns out he died two days ago in Buckhorn.
0: Now, see, again, Time, Mm -hmm. two days ago. That was episode one of the series. 14 hours of TV (laughs) has been two days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What?
1: (laughs) We know it's been a lot longer in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Pretty sure we do.
0: Because I'm sure they were going to go to the mountain in two days once they'd found the thing from Major Briggs. So, Mm. yeah, weird. (laughs) Uh, And the point of this bit is that Diane mentions that she has a
1: half-sister, was it? Half-sister, I think she said, yeah.
0: Called Janie E. Jones, who she hates because they don't talk anymore. But, yeah, she's basically half-sisters with Janie E. Jones, who was married to Dougie Jones, which is just really weird. I
1: mean, I don't know if you wanted to save this till the end, but you spoke earlier of this, didn't you? And how you're thought you thinking, perhaps, she's just lying.
0: Oh, so, yeah, I I forgot to mention that. Yeah, and that's another theory, that she might be lying, that she's related to her because she's mentioned in the other episode, they've got to get them to Vegas somehow. Evil Cooper said to Diane, like, have they yeah, asked about yeah. Vegas yet? And just something like, no, not yet. You know, they've, they've not brought it up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like there's an agenda there for her to get them to Vegas for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Evil,
1: Evil Dale must have some reason, mm. or Mr. Cooper, whatever we calling
0: him. Yeah, to get them there. Uh, but that's pretty much the point of that scene. Uh, but we then cut from... The Buckhorn stuff. Are you okay to finish with the Buckhorn yeah. stuff there? Yeah. We then cut from there to back to Twin Peaks. We go to the uh, is it the Sheriff's Department? Is that what they call them in the US? Yeah, I keep so. calling it like police station, but it's not a police station. Sheriff Department. <laughs> Sheriff Department. Yeah. Uh, where we meet up with Chad, just hanging around in the, uh, the like the, the office boardroom thing. I think waiting for like a, a spare sandwich or something by the look of it. <laughs> uh, they get a sandwich delivery. They get like beef and cheese, ham and cheese something else and cheese and just plain cheese and Hope's like who ordered just cheese <laughs> and it's like that's me <laughs> <laughs>
1: but then like I think Frank and Chad then come in don't they I think Chad was maybe already there like hanging like, about I, was it, I was feel it not? like he came in with Frank uh, okay. around the same time and then they, uh pretty much arrest him there and then don't it's it? like a
0: bit of a stinger or something they say Chad oh the sandwiches are here and he goes to get one they go freeze <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pull the guns out <laughs> And they explain they know everything he's been up to. You know he's been dealing drugs through the roadhouse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, he intercepted that letter from Richard Hall yeah, a few yeah. episodes ago. Uh, so they go and throw him in, a, him in a cell, which we'll come back to later. Yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, the, uh, the Twin Peaks boys go to the forest. The forest it's yeah. Bobby, Andy, Hawk, and Sheriff Truman. Is that right?
1: Andy to Sheriff Truman and Hawk.
0: And Bobby, Bobby and oh Hope. God, Bobby yeah.
1: as well. Sorry, Bobby was there. Yeah, and they go into this some something castle, wasn't it? it
0: they, they go into the water. They find the Jack Rabbit's Palace. Thing, Jack Rabbit's Palace, which is what made him and Bobby and Major Briggs called like the little like Heidi den kind of thing. Yeah, with, you yeah. Know, like, that they played at. Uh, I can't remember what the significance of Jack Rabbit's Palace was, to be honest. Other but than
1: basically, in if you remember, in the. Uh, in the note that um, Major Briggs left mm. for Bobby to open, in the little metal tube thing, it literally said go to Jack Grabbit's Palace and then 45 degrees west. Ah, so that was a marker
0: point, basically. <clears throat> they go there and then carry on I'm yeah, with yeah. you. Okay. I thought they were meant to find something there or something. No, no. but So they go there and they carry on like 45 degrees west or whatever and they come to an area that looks like Blastonbury Grove from the old TV show. You know, the, tr- the trees with the little, like, well pond thing and I the curtains like, appear. I
1: feel like we may have seen this from... Oh, is this what you just talking about? Where, like, we've seen coops uh, in this little grove.
0: Yeah, it's basically... I'm sure it's the, it might be the same loc. It might not be the same location, but I'm sure it is, though. In the old show, it was the entrance to the, to the Black yeah, Lodge, was, pretty much. Yeah. But they filmed it differently this time. It's one side-on kind of thing now.
1: I mean, just going back just a few seconds in this, this scene... What what was the significance of the dirt in pockets? Was that to keep them grounded?
0: Maybe, yeah, it could be that. Something was what Did Hawk make them do that or something? I
1: think he said on the note. Or something. Oh, to do it, like you have to, like put you all have to put a bit of dirt in your pocket. So they all put dirt in the pocket, and I feel I, I don't know why they might have needed to do that
0: yeah it, maybe,
1: maybe it's something to do something with to do conductivity with of electricity. electricity
0: and what have you yeah you know where you can't get pulled into the black lodge maybe, or something yeah, if you have the dirt yeah. on you uh, and they find a naked woman at, th- at this location and it's the woman back from episode three i think it was
1: oh, with
0: no wires. yeah with no eyes it reminds of, like covered up and all scarred and it's the woman that was in the room with coops coops cooper uh telling him, well, kind of motioning for him to go through the electric portal. remember that? Yeah. Uh, so this was her. Who she is, I have no idea.
1: I, I don't know if I got it right, but was she still speaking backwards as well?
0: In, in the real world? In the real world? I don't know.
1: It sounded like, because you're making noises and it sounded to me like it might have been like something reversed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Oh,
1: because when she talks, it's, it's, Backwards, normal, but when she's in the real world, it might be backwards.
0: Maybe, yeah. Uh, that could be it. Because I'm pretty sure back in episode three, she couldn't talk as well. She had like, remember her mouth, she was like, mm, 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 all the time, like mumbling towards him. Oh, maybe. maybe. I might be misremembering that, to be honest with you. but
1: I, I, I feel like she was dark. She was saying something to him, I think. Right. At one point.
0: And Andy crouches down by, by the side of her and holds her hand. And the, I think they call it the black hole sun. That weird vortex Mm -hmm. appears again. Whether it's the same one or a different one, I don't know. Yeah. The vortex appears and Andy gets pulled into it. Just disappears and...
1: It's very similar to the one that uh, Colin Cole nearly got uh, pulled into a few episodes ago, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but that one showed you the, uh, the woodsman. This one seemed to go to... Who we, we called him the giant before? We now know he's called the fireman.
1: So are we? Are we thinking maybe there's two like one's the the entrance to the white um, lodge? I think so. Oh, like so, this is different the entrance entrances. to the white lodge, maybe.
0: Well, I don't know because in the in the old show it was the entrance to the black lodge, wasn't it? If it's the same location, I don't know, but oh, yeah. do you know what I mean. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm, it could I'm be sure a different we'll location, maybe. Maybe, yeah. but like,
1: but like, we know for a fact that that location that gone coal got pulled in, that's not the... Unless unless they've done a lot of um, deforestation <laughs> and, and renovations.
0: Yes. I mean, it does look different. It I mean, does it's look... 20, it's 25 years, I suppose, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. although it did look like a set in the old shows. Why they didn't just film it on a set, I don't know, but... <laughs> uh, the, so the black hole sun appears and he gets pulled into it and is then in a the room with the giant and, oh, you know what? Uh, I might go back and watch episode one again because it opens with uh Cooper in this room with the giant. Yeah, yeah. And he's giving him information and he tells him two names to look out for or to avoid, I can't remember now, like Susan and Richard or something like that. I'm wondering now if they're the two hitmen who were on the way to kill Dougie Jones or something. Oh really? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm all over the place. That might the moment, be worth
1: going back to watch that first episode. Yeah, go
0: back and double check it. Uh so we're back in that room again, and Andy basically gets shot. The giant reveals he's called the Fireman, which becomes important later.
1: Well, we, this is the first time we've actually heard his name, because every single time this act has been credited, it's been credited as um, question mark, question mark, question yeah, mark, question mark. Yeah, just a load of
0: question marks, isn't it?
1: So this is the first time we've heard his name.
0: And you threw out a pretty interesting theory today in work, saying, like, was well, so he the to call the Fireman? And he was mentioned later on. And you were like, "Oh god, yeah, the fire they talked about at the uh, convenience store, where presumably the woodsmen all got burnt or something." So
1: that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the woodsman like got burnt in the convenience store, and the fireman um,
0: was meant to save them or something. I,
1: yeah, I'm I, I'm not sure whether he died in the fire when trying to save them. Yeah. Or I'm I'm guessing that's what happened. Anyway, um, um, yeah, I'm. That convenience store, I feel, has got some uh, relevance as well. Like yeah, a lot definitely.
0: Of uh, and we've mentioned before that in a fire walk with me, all the uh, Black Lodge residents were above the convenience store for most of the film, which is really weird, you know, just stuff like yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to find out, like you mentioned, that, that back in the 50s or whatever, the fireman was meant to save the woodsman in the convenience store, couldn't do it. They became really, they died and became really bitter and vengeful. And they go around killing people and the, the fireman is trying to stop them kinda of thing, yeah. you know, that's kinda of like weird. Maybe. You know, uh
1: Although, just another thought. That fire well, I don't know if it was a fire, but wasn't it caused by a nuclear bomb?
0: I don't think so. I don't out in,
1: in the mid season finale, didn't we? That like Yeah, the like, bomb went off. But
0: and and
1: I feel like if something got blew up. But I feel like it might have just been secondary fires, maybe. Yeah, as a result, as a result, like, result way, it. way far out, kind of thing, like. And uh, and yeah, I'm guessing the fireman was supposed to go and put it out, and yeah, something like that. Well, and, I'm, and that's I'm, how they get
0: tied into it, kind of thing. I'm hoping we'll find out anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he gets pulled into the room with the giant, who we now know is the fireman. Why he chose Andy to pull into this room, I don't know, but. He then shows Andy on a weird projector above him the entire plot of, say, of the series. <laughs> yeah. Just catches him up to speed, shows him like Bob and the experiments and all that kind of stuff. The two coopers, shows him two coopers. Uh and presumably he just spits Andy back out again now that he knows everything. Well,
1: it's weird cuz it kind of go cuts back to around the uh what's it Jack Rabbit's palace. Yeah. And and it it starts like you see, like, multiple versions oh, yeah. of everyone.
0: And you know where we've seen that before, don't you? The woodsmen. That's how they kind of just appear and disappear all over the place. Oh, yeah. Around the convenience store and the bit where evil Cooper got shot. They all appeared around him in, like, this weird,
1: oh God, flittery yeah.
0: manner, you know, like, manner like that kind of thing. Well, so, that
1: happened and then, like, uh Frank, uh, Bobby and Hawk were all just, like, Stood there, and then Andy came with the woman in his arms, and was like, oh, we need to go, she's very important, kind of
0: thing. It's all business, it's like, she's very important, we've got to get out of here, get her back to the thing, whatever. And they're just like, okay, (laughs) can't remember Mm. anything, but let's do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think Frank says, doesn't he, like, does anyone know what just happened?
0: Yeah, it's like, I've got no memory of the last 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, But they all follow Andy, head back to the station, they put the woman in, in a cell to, like, rest and recover kind of thing. Uh, give like, a... loose bathrobe, I think it he was. <laughs> her eyes are still all scarred and what have you. And this is a really weird scene as well. While she's in the cell, we have a guy in the next, next cell to her who's making, like, chimp noises and monkey noises. Well, I Did feel like... This?
1: Every, he was, like... He was basically uh, repeating every, every noise she made, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, and repeated everything that Chad, who was in the opposite cell... Also said to
1: him. So I like I I, I, I feel like that like the noises she was making to me sounded like reversed audio. <clears throat> so I don't know if that was her breathing, but like reversed, uh, breathing maybe sounds oh, yeah. Like,
0: you m- might be right. <clears throat> yeah,
1: and uh, and he was just repeating that. Repeating. It sounded like a chimp or something. Yeah. Like, some, some
0: weird noise. Yeah, but
1: obviously Chad got a bit upset about that, didn't he? Yeah, Chad's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and
0: the guy repeats everything he says. Just a really weird, like, dude. He's like, not, not so much bleeding out of the mouth. It's like Weird pus coming out of his mouth or something. I mean,
1: the only thing that I remember being slightly similar to that is a few episodes ago in the car.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring this up. It's literally like a, a similar thing into yeah. the, the young boy or girl, whatever it was, who was, like, being sick out the corner of his mouth. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like... Um like, at the time when we did the last that episode's podcast, we thought it was just it might have just been some lynch thrown in there, but yeah. now I'm thinking that might have some significance.
0: I'm thinking even that we know that something is heading to Twin Peaks. Presumably it'll be the experiment thing that the, the someone is trying to track down by the look of it. Uh I'm wondering if there's something making people sick, you know, like that yeah, that yeah. that kid was just vomiting everywhere, this dude is clearly not well. Yeah. Wondering if there's some like weird evil presence just making the town sick or Maybe, something like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but uh, I think we pretty much leave that there. Chad's just alone, just getting repeated by this creepy dude drip yeah. dripping like like you mentioned, could be like Garmin Bowsy onto the floor or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we leave that there. We then jump to uh the third scene, which is uh nothing much happens but it goes on for quite a while. It's James talking to uh, yeah, one get, of his co-workers. We catch up with Jamie again, don't we? Yeah. Uh,
1: like I think we've not we've seen him like three times in the entire um, season, but this is probably the most screen time he's had. Is this the
0: first time we, he actually talks? I think it might be. Uh,
1: what What happened last episode? He
0: sung at the end. of
1: Oh yeah, he sang. But yeah, yeah, you're right. This is.
0: Because the... uh, I mean, I think we were like debating early on whether we could even speak or not because he, he appeared in, like, episode one or two and just didn't talk yeah. or something. So we, or
1: something. Thought he, we thought he might have, like, been, like, had a brain injury or something. Well, yeah, a bike we?
0: accident or <clears> something, <throat> yeah. uh, But it's working as a security guard with another little English dude.
1: Could um, you make out where... What it was a security for, I couldn't make it out. Oh no, I couldn't yeah. I was I trying, tell. but I couldn't make it out.
0: They keep mentioning like jobs they have to do and stuff, but I'm not sure what it was for. Yeah. I'm guessing like a, you know, like a money van or something where they've got yeah. to do something like that maybe. But the point of this scene is that the English dude. well James mentions first it's his birthday, is that right?
1: Yeah, well, the guy's got the guy's got like it like the cracking nuts and, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and the guy and and the guy with a glove on. He he keeps just breaking them so yeah. like i didn't think of anything of it at first i just thought oh, well. yeah. so james basically said oh, i'll do it kind of thing <laughs> i
0: love that just washing <laughs> the <nuts. laughs> I forgot and, uh, all
1: that. and i think like um they start uh, james is like oh um so you can't take it off and he's like oh no i can't take it off uh, i tried once and my hand started bleeding and uh and and it's like, uh, uh, I think I think he mentioned something about like uh, 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 I could tell you the story, but I can't be asked kind of thing. Yeah. And James Lauer like, oh, it's "My birthday, I want to know." <laughs> so we, we we now know that James's birthday is well. I was I, w- I was going to say thirteenth um, f- um, of, <laughs> of August, but it it won't be that. Probably. It'll it'll be the uh, whatever what, day.
0: What the the in- in universe date is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so it's a pretty long, uh, long-winded story. This young English dude was he actually English? Do you think the actor?
1: I'm not sure. I'm not but, sure. I mean, he had a pretty decent accent, I reckon.
0: It was good, but he was just a bit too Cockney at times, you know, a bit yeah. like over, like. Oh, See that that I'm that was that was the
1: thing. only thing I thought like it felt a bit too
0: much. Yeah, a bit too East End kind of thing. Like they watched one episode of East Enders and thought, <laughs> yeah, that's how you talk, like like Phil Phil Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, And he he basically explains that uh, he was, he was visited. Oh no, he got pulled into a, into a, into the vortex by the fireman. That's right. Went down a street one day or something.
1: This is the relevance of the fireman.
0: Yeah. Went down a street one day, got pulled into the vortex and the fireman told him tomorrow you have to go to a shop, buy a pair of open gardening gloves. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. and when, put the glove on. You can never take it off. And when you have it on, yeah,
1: I think he said like there'll be one glove in it.
0: Yeah, one glove in the open pack.
1: I could not possibly, for the life of me, figure out why there'd be one glove in the pack. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who, who else has been into that shop and gone? You know, so I only want the left glove.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think somebody's placed it here. Maybe Evil Cooper or something. Yeah. The reason being. The day after, he gets told to go and get the glove and he'll have like a superhuman strength at punch and stuff. I don't know why you'd want that. but mm. <laughs> So he goes into the shop, and tries to buy the one glove pack that's been opened. And the guy behind the counter is like, you can't buy that, you need to buy a complete pack. And the English dude is like, no, you know, I want this one, I'm having this one and they have a bit of a to-do about it, and to the point of the, the shopkeeper's are literally like trying to stop him leaving it's, the store with it. Yeah,
1: the... it sounds like the shopkeeper like really didn't want him to have yeah, that must but... have known what it
0: was or something <laughs> like, yeah. uh Going out of his way to try and stop him from buying it. Eventually, he throws some money down and manages to fight his way out. And I th- well, well, actually, he puts the glove on, doesn't he, while he's fighting his way out? I think,
1: apparently, it sounded like he, when he was halfway down the street, he it managed was? to get the glove on, but like the, the guy kind of chased him into a field.
0: Caught him and he mentions that he, he cracked him in the head with a glove on, and he just heard something break, <laughs> which is a bit, very gruesome way of describing it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quite good. But uh, yeah, he, he did that. Smashed the guy's head, presumably, and run us off. And he was told by the giant, you have to... fireman. Uh, the, the fireman. <laughs> got a
1: name now, John. <laughs> yeah.
0: Told by the fireman that he has to book a, a plane ticket to Twin Peaks, Seattle, Washington, I think it was. straight away... You've got to go there and and find meet your destiny or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And then when he went to the airport to book the ticket, he found there was already a ticket in his name. So he, you know, he boarded the plane and destiny. yeah, came to Twin Peaks. And that's pretty much the whole whole point of that. How why Lynch has introduced this character at the, like the fifth hour kind of thing? I know, you know, yeah. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Might be a good bit of build up for this, maybe like show mm. him in London early on or something. But yeah, fifth hour introduction. He must have a big part to play, or at least gonna have to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Imagine if he's just been introduced just, just for the story, like, yeah, for no other reason. Well,
0: this is what I love again.
1: Maybe, Lynch, like. m- maybe that's the guy. Do you know from episode one you were on about before? Like, may- maybe it's not even look out for some bad people. Maybe it's look out for this guy who mm. he could help you.
0: Oh, maybe. I, to, I don't I know what his, the names yeah i don't know what his name was i don't but and i think it was richard maybe they mentioned early on but it might you know it might not be but yeah. I'll, I'll go back and check that tonight actually ready for next week uh and the only other thing in that scene is really they go back to work james goes back in and it's a really weird scene where he's walking through the building like the basement and yeah. stuff like that doesn't find anything i don't think but don't like that, yeah and uh we leave that there. We then jump from there back to, well, I say back to, we're still in Twin Peaks, but we jump to a different bar this time where Sarah Palmer has decided to go for Bloody Mary. Goes yeah. there for a drink and uh, she gets in, sits down at the bar, orders a drink and there's like a trucker dude off to the left of her who, again, in classic Lynch, she takes about five minutes to do this, but the camera just hangs on him, just looking over at Sarah. And after about five minutes, he finally makes a move. And he's like, you know...
1: I love, it. I love his T-shirt, mate. What, what was it? Truck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very charming, <though>. yeah. <laughs> And after, uh, after a few minutes, he finally makes a move. And Sarah's like, look, apologies, but I'm just not interested. Leave me alone. And the guy starts calling on, like, uh, a lesbian and stuff. Did, and yeah am yeah.
1: Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip your lesbian tits off. Yeah. And like, what?
0: <laughs> and uh, he doesn't know who he's messing with at the moment because...
1: I she, mean, we didn't at this yeah.
0: point. Yeah, she turns to him, pulls her face off. There's that weird, like, electric field in her face. puts her face back on, and t- t- takes a chomp out of his neck by the look of it. Just
1: like literally takes his throat out, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and he's just lying bleeding on the fl- bleeding out on the floor, and she flips back to Sarah mode, going, "Oh my god, you know what's happened? I don't, I don't get it." Uh, and the bartender runs over, like with like weird accusing eyes, looking at her, thinking, "You know what, what have you done here?" kind of thing. Uh, but I found it interesting. Do you remember where you've seen that before with the face thing? Pulling See, face I've off.
1: I've recognised it, but I couldn't picture where it was. No,
0: I've not double checked this, but I'm pretty sure it's lower Palm in episode one, which is in the Black Lodge, and talking to Cooper. I'm sure she takes her face off and then she like vanishes up out the, out the screen.
1: So. so- are you saying this might be Laura?
0: I'm thinking whatever that was might be. Because the other week when Hawk visited her, she had a weird noise in the kitchen. Yeah, so I'm yeah. wondering if like, the, this weird Laura thing is inhabited like her body or something. Ah, maybe. Something like that, maybe. And with it being Laura, she might have let it in kind of thing, you know, being a yeah, daughter yeah. like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, amazing scene. It's just so weird though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I loved it. Uh, we then just finish up at the Roadhouse, go back there. Uh, oh, I forgot the performer's name. Is it Lizzie? I think?
1: Oh, I can't remember. She seemed
0: quite famous. I, I'd, I've never heard of her before, but I, I Googled agree. it afterwards and like, she's got loads of you know oh, really? albums out and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And the uh, introducer guy seemed to really like, he was like, now it's Lizzie!" <laughs> Shouted a name and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed, enjoyed the, the music performance. And just before that, we have a couple of uh, young girls, 20, 20-ish girls, yeah. having a conversation uh, I think one of them was like being let out or somewhere was it or something like
1: a. I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I can't remember much of this conversation. Like the one bit I've got from this entire conversation was that um, the what one of them's mum was called Tina, but like I, i we spoke about this before, but I didn't. I I knew that it must have had some significance because she pointedly asked what your mum's name was, but I, until you told me earlier, that I didn't figure out what that was.
0: Yeah, uh, they they bring up Tina, and she's like she, she's talking about a moment. She and she's yeah. like she's an alcoholic or something like that, you know, doing this and that. And she's like, "What's your mum's name?" And she's like, oh, "It's Tina." And the other woman, the other girl, like looks like as if like oh that means something to her. And as we mentioned, Tina was the person who Audrey Horne got her husband Charlie to phone two episodes ago. Do you remember that at all? And she's like, you want me to phone Tina? She's like, yeah, you want me to phone Tina right now? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I don't know who Tina is, but she's going to play a part. There's been no Donna whatsoever. uh, I know that Lara Flynn Boyle couldn't come back to play Donna, so...
1: Uh, Oh, she's not coming back. I'm pretty sure she's not coming back. Was she the one that wasn't even asked?
0: I think so because she was uh, she was asked for the film and refused to come back, so they got a new so actress.
1: So they won't put her in it.
0: I think. out lunch is like no. I asked her 25 years ago, and he said no. You know, and she's looking a bit. Don't don't want to be mean, but she's looking a bit worse for wear nowadays. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of work done and stuff. Oh, is she. Yeah. So. Uh, did, she,
1: did she make? The, did she kind of make the big time a little bit? Or?
0: Do you remember *Ben in Black* too at all? Oh yeah. She was the bad female in Men in Black too. So
1: she, she's she's had a few good big uh,
0: yeah big paydays in a time like yeah. yeah, and she was dating Jack Nicholson for a bit, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> we sound like uh, TMZ or something. Uh, yeah, it's been nothing like a flim boil. What's J Lo been up to? <laughs> yeah, so uh, who this Tina is, I don't know. I mean, it must come up. They can't be mentioning this much for it not to come up. Who, who
1: was the girl that replaced Donna in the film?
0: I want to say Moira Kendry. I apologise. I think I've like made that name, name. The actress's name. Yeah.
1: Did you know what the girl in the the character's name
0: was? In the film, it was still Donna.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah,
0: still Donna, just a different actress. Oh, like, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I think it was Moira Hendry or Kendry or something who told guests that. I f- I
1: felt like they replaced. It. I I, I, know, I know I've not watched it that long ago, but like I for some reason can't remember
0: it. Yeah, it's a different actress, but yeah, we pretty much wrap it up there. I think on the on the Lizzie performance. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I think we've done an okay job considering we had no notes there. I think we've done pretty well. Oh, to, definitely, yeah. So. get through that. Just, just
1: one note on the on the uh, the credits. Like I, I love I love how like in the entire episode. Carl McClacklin, like you just see like a, a bit of a shot of his face in, yeah. in the, uh, I think it's in Andy's vision.
0: Yeah, the two Coopers, yep.
1: And two Coopers, like oh,
0: saying that actually, he was uh, in the Philadelphia office as well. I forgot about that, but you know the flashback from Firewalk with me is actually in that. Oh scene. god, yeah, I, yeah, so, I forgot so, yeah. about that, but
1: but like there's barely any screen time, but it still comes up straight away, going starring Kyle McLachlan. Carl
0: McClacklin. I wonder if that's like a bit of a a bonus thrown in because. Kyle McLaughlin was being a bit prickly about doing the film as well. Oh, really? Because they all fell out with Lynch because he, he got less involved with the TV show. And McLaughlin was like, I'll come back, but I'm only doing like a couple of days' work. And that's why they got Agent Chet Desmond in the film, you know, stuff like that, because yeah. McLaughlin wasn't prepared to do the whole film. Uh, so I feel like now Lynch is like saying like, yep, front and centre, Kyle McLaughlin you yeah. know, he's the main star of this kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we finished there in, in the Roadhouse. Anything else you want to add on the episode?
1: No, no, like you've pretty much summed the entire episode up. Like I will say, probably my favorite episode of the season.
0: But yeah, what, what would you rate it? Five. Oh, five, definitely a five. I man. loved it. I'm giving it a five. For me, it's right up there with episode eight. That's still for me.
1: I think. Amazing. I feel like I said last week was my favorite episode, but like it's getting to the point now in the season. Like I've, I said, same with episode eight. But like I'm thinking I'm getting to the point in the season now where everything's coming together and I'm learning more things and I'm getting like more screen time from old classic old characters, yeah. And uh and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it more I mean I've loved the entire season, but I'm absolutely loving it now. Yeah. Because it's getting all wrapped up, kind of Yeah, thing. it's
0: great. Uh well, so I'll give it a five, it's right up there for me, it's one of the best episodes. Uh but yeah, I think that's pretty much all done. Should we jump to social media?
1: Might as well do that
0: yeah you can catch me uh, on Twitter at taylor
1: 1980. I can be found at dste Nick <laughs> forgot that for a second there. um we've got a main podcast yep. um Twitter which is at DSTE podcast um we have a Facebook page as well which uh it it's it's facebook.com forward slash dST podcast. If you're in into typing the URL, <laughs> if you're not and you just want to go on Facebook and find it, you can search "Don't Spoil the Ending Podcast" and you'll find us quite easily.
0: Yeah, great stuff. So I think, uh, yeah, get over there, give us some feedback. Let us know how we went. Uh, like I say, we we're flying a uh, doing a bit of like free form kind of making up on the spot this week. So
1: I <laughs> think I think for for like what what. Like, we've done really well, considering... Like, yeah, the, the, the we have
0: no notes, but... Yeah, we'd love to hear feedback. Uh, tell us how this episode went. Uh, like I say, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be great. So I think uh, we're all done then, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I'll just wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next week. Only three more weeks, and then we're all done.
1: I know. We're so close to the finale now. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the finale. Yeah, definitely. We'll that will be, what, a two-hour episode?
0: Two-hour episode. Uh And... Hopefully it'll tie a lot of things up. So, yeah, still holding out for Bowie and Harry Truman to come back. So. No,
1: I'm definitely holding out for Harry.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, well, uh, that's all for us this week, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye.